Well, welcome back to the Passport Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel. And I'm Raquel. And today we have the wonderful opportunity to talk about networking with one of the great NBS networkers, Tony Walker. So Tony, if you wouldn't mind, we would love it if you would introduce yourself. So tell us who you are, your title, and how long you've been with the company so we can get to know you a little bit better. Sure. So my name is Tony Walker. I started with FACTS in 2007. I started as a territory manager for about it's either four or five states. And um, then I went into an RVP role the following year and actually did that for the past 12 years. And then this year there was a restructure and uh, we had an Eastern U.S. and a Western U.S. And it was decided that we needed to restructure things. And so a new section of the country, the Central U.S., uh, was created and I was hired. I've been now on this job as the regional director for about the past month. Well, congratulations on that title change there. I am, I'm sure that comes with a lot of excitement for you and maybe a few additional job responsibilities. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> my days my days have changed dramatically on what I used to do as compared to what I'm doing now, but I love it. I love every minute of it. That's great, Tony. Thank you for sharing that. Now, this episode is about networking. So can you share with with everybody what the word networking means to you. Yeah. So, you know, when you, when you think about the word networking, I, I think if you were to interview 10 different people on this word, you may possibly get 10 different answers because <laughs> networking really is, uh, I think, specific to the person that is doing it. And, you know, I have now have a team of five people and, and I'm responsible for them. And this is, we talk about things like this. And one of the things I'm very careful about is not putting everybody in the same mold. So everyone has their strengths. So when I think about networking, though, and over specifically my 13 years of selling, I actually wrote this down. Networking equals relationships, because mm -hmm. that's really that's really what you're trying to do in network is it's creating relationships. Mm -hmm. And then I will expound upon that by saying networking is anything that I can do to broaden my sphere of influence, because mm -hmm. I really do want to have influence with the people that I work with. It's just not a matter to me, and I'm sure we'll get into this, and I'll repeat myself some during this <laughs> podcast, but it's to me, it's so much more than just getting that person as a customer, because I really do value relationships. And as you are looking to network with other people, you don't ever want to lose sight of the fact that this is a human being that I'm dealing with here, relationships are important. It goes much more than just what I'm trying to sell this person. Mm, definitely. Wow. <laughs> Raquel and I are both reading books on networking and leading book group discussions on them. And there's a lot of activities related to networking within the Career Passport program. And that's a huge common theme throughout all of the things and activities that we're doing right now centered around networking is it's it's about relationship building. So I'm so glad to hear that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you see networking on the page, and you don't turn the page and find out that it's just about building relationships, you're just missing out on everything. So I'm so glad that's how you compared it. Yes, yeah. uh, very much agreed. Awesome. So is there a certain way you feel in light of networking being relationship building that people should approach their own networking? Yeah, so I will probably again, I'll probably stay on the same theme as we go mm -hmm. through there. But as I as I think about approaching networking, 
I truly believe that the most important thing that anyone could do is to be genuine. You have to be genuine when you're dealing with people because you may snow a few people. If I go into an office and all I'm concerned about is, is selling that school in a particular product, and that's all my concern is, yes, I will make some sales. And you know what? There's a lot of people that may do that, that they experience success. But I believe lasting success, and I and I, I think I can say this with confidence because I've been able to do this for so many years. And I remember when I first started out, a person told me one time, Tony, you'll work with schools for 10 years before you ever get them. And I used to think, 10 years? Are you kidding me? And they would tell me examples of how that happened to them. But you know, a couple of years ago, really, it was probably my 10th year with the company. I was able to sign a school that I'd been working with for 10 years. <laughs> and I'll never forget that, you know, the greatest compliment that one of the greatest compliments that, that, that I've ever received in my time in the field is when that deal was going down, he looked at me and he said to me, the only reason that I'm buying is because of you. Mm, you're the reason no. he goes, I don't know anyone else at facts. I don't, it's not that I don't trust facts, but I trust you. Mm -hmm. And you know what? That, that means, I don't say that to brag. That means to me, everything that someone trusts me. But with that comes a lot of responsibility too, right? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. I have to keep that relationship and build those relationships to, because that's, that's the way I wanted to wanted to go with everybody. Now, I don't get to know, I don't hear that from everybody I come in contact with, but that is the greatest thing. So be genuine and then ask yourself the question, what's the purpose of my networking? In, in this process of networking, why am I doing this? Again, I'll go back to what I've already said. Am I doing this because I want you as a customer? Well, let's just be real here. The answer to that question is yes, but if you really want to build this, again, a lasting relationship, what is the purpose of my networking? Because now, I mean, I have created so many great relationships with people that I can go, it won't happen as much now because I'm not going to be doing the same job that I was doing. But when I would go into certain cities, I would go to these people's houses. I would go out to eat with them and their wife. I would, I knew their children. I would watch baseball games and I remember watching the NCAA tournament at their house one time. These are people that I just started one day by walking into their office and and then it led to something like that. And so be genuine. And then what's the purpose of why I'm doing what I'm doing? That's excellent advice. Raquel and I had a conversation about networking yesterday, too, mm -hmm. and Genuine, that is definitely one of the most important things that yes. we can remember when we're trying to build and expand our network. And we also really honed in on the theme of networking where, you know, it's really about what you can do for them instead of trying to look for what they can do for you. And I thought that was such a great takeaway from what we were talking about. It was another podcast episode on networking. So yeah. I just thought that was a great way to think about it. If you can find ways to serve the person you want to put into your network, then that's naturally going to be reciprocated back to you in the form of maybe you get them as a client or maybe they can refer someone else to you for your services. So I was really glad to hear you talk about that a little bit more. Yes, I, I love it all. So Tony, when you're looking to expand your network, can you share with us how you open the lines of communication and, and just kind of start growing your network? Yeah, so great question. And we all have strengths, right? 
you mm-hmm. two lady, you two ladies have strengths, but we also have weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've had to push myself with are trying to develop my weaknesses in this process of networking. I'm a really outgoing person, but I'll share a secret with you. Hopefully no one else hears me say this, <laughs> but I'll share a secret with you. I just don't walk into a room of people. Now, some people that know me may think, oh, I don't really believe that, but this is this is the honest to goodness truth. I don't walk into a room of people that I don't know and just have this electric personality that I can fly to that room. And, you know, there are people like that, by the way. They can go in and they are just like, they just attract people to them. And it's just so natural. Now, once I get to know you and we start the conversation, you know, the gloves are off then. I'm ready to go and and I feel comfortable. (laughs) So when I look at this expanding, how do I, expanding my network and how do you open those lines of communication? I believe something that's very important to that is to, you need to be flexible. You Mm -hmm. need to, you need to get outside of yourself. And what I mean by that is don't limit yourself to what I'm most comfortable with. Mm -hmm. So if I'm really strong in a certain point, then yeah, I will tend to gravitate that that's all I want to do because I feel strength in that. I feel security in that. But if I really want to broaden myself out, that room that I talked about, and it's happened to me before. I remember it happening down at a conference in Atlanta one time, and I walked into this room and I looked around and I immediately, what do you start doing? You're looking for people that you know first so you can go mm-hmm. up and you can talk because you feel like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I don't know anybody in this room. So that pushes me. But I would say as you're trying to broaden that, you have to become aware that, hey, yes, I'm good in this point and I'm strong in this point. But these are other areas in order for me to be a great networker that I've got to develop myself with. Mm -hmm. And don't be afraid to take those chances. And you know what? You may fail and you may leave that conversation going, gosh, that's the most awkward conversation I've ever had before. (laughs) But you put yourself out there. So when it happens next time, it becomes easier and easier and easier as the process goes on. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. I, I don't know if it was in the book that I'm reading or in the podcast that we kind of reviewed, but they talk about networking being a muscle. And that's basically exactly what you said. If it doesn't go well the first time, just keep building it and mm-hmm. it'll go well eventually. So yep. that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Practice makes perfect. Yes. <laughs> or as my dad would say, perfect practice makes perfect. He, uh. <laughs> practice, people you hear practice makes perfect. You can go out and practice and practice the wrong way every single day, and you're not going to get any. I mean, you may get a little better just by default, but you're not going to become what you could be. It's just really honing in. And you know what? Being able to take things from other people that Listen, I don't, I don't enjoy criticism from people. It's, 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 hard, it's hard for me, another one of my secrets here. It's hard <laughs> for me to hear criticism coming from some things. But I'll tell you, when people have pointed things out to me before and I've really stepped back and looked at it, mm-hmm. then I could start to change it. And I may have been going in the right direction, but sometimes you just need to tweak some things and look at things from a different perspective and say, you know what, it can, just, it can change the whole game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I would love to know if you have any good tips for people who walk into the room, as you were kind of explaining earlier in your example, if you walk into a room, you want to start networking, but you know 
no people whatsoever. Do you yeah. have any tips for that person in that situation to just go in and get started? Wow. That's a tough question. There. I know. Uh, <laughs> you're making me work today. All right. <laughs> so, um, you know, if you walk into a room, you just don't know anybody. I mean, let's just face it. There's just parts of a job when it, when networking is required, that's going to make you feel uncomfortable. Let's just mm-hmm. be honest. And, and you're not going to get past that. It's going to happen. So if I were walking into a room of people and most of the times, well, all the time we were dealing with schools, we were dealing with CFOs, business managers, heads of finance, whatever you want to call them. We were dealing with those top people. Well, you got to understand something that you've got to create some type of commonality, right, between them. One of the most challenging things in sales, but I think is the most exciting part of sales, is walking into an office, walking into a situation at a conference or room, as you're talking about, and you only have a short period of time to make kind of an impact on that person, to make an impact by what you want to get across to that person. And I never lead off with sales. Hey, uh, what are you using for your tuition? Because that's just that's just not. I mean, I'm not saying that can't happen, but for most time, you want to start creating some type of relationship. So if I'm in a room and I don't know anybody, first thing is I've got to somewhere start creating a relationship. And then in that, it's amazing when you start talking with people, you start finding commonalities. They know someone that you know, and then when you start developing that relationship, and then next thing, I mean. You would not believe some of the things and connections that I have made over the years by just talking with people and asking, hey, do you know this person? Really? Yeah, I know them, too. I mean, I have a friend now that uh, that we actually, my wife and I babysitted their children when they were just little bitties. And now he's a, he's going to be a CFO probably the next few years of an independent school. And he is getting mentored by a lady that I created a relationship with in Kentucky because I worked. Kentucky region. Now this lady lives in Austin, Texas. And the other night, his wife posted on Facebook about how he is in this mentorship program and they listen to people. And I said, oh, that is awesome. You're going to love Cindy. She's a good friend of mine. And and he responded back. That's interesting because there were several mentors. He said, Cindy is actually my mentor. And so (laughs) when you're going through, you're going, oh my gosh. So when you're walking in, just trying to find commonality, if it's, you know, when I walk into offices and I don't know somebody from from anything, I'll look at their desk. I'll look at pictures. I'll, I, I will try to pick up something that I can create a conversation on mm-hmm. to get it just a normal conversation like you and I are having right now. And then it leads to, well, tell me about your job. What do you do? Uh, what is, what does facts offer? You know, I've heard about you guys. We use this. How do you differ? And then it's a natural process instead of a forced process. One of the points of the podcast that we reviewed the other day was keep it personal, silly. But if, like you said, if you truly don't know anyone, try to find something personal that you can connect with, with that person, then the conversation will flow naturally where you can have those opportunities to connect in other ways. So I love that you, you brought that up. Yeah. In fact, it's funny. You just said that about keep it personal. I was an education major and in college, they talked about the KISS principle. Mm -hmm. K-I-S-S is keep keep it simple. And then probably the word you're talking about is stupid, but that's (laughs) that's not, you don't call people stupid. Obviously I have a son that's just turned 21 and he is in selling now. And I talked to him. He, he, he loves to have conversations with me usually on a daily basis about 
his day and things that he's encountered. And he's, I love listening to him because he's so excited. He's got so much passion for it. And that is so true. I think people try to complicate things so much in all areas of life. And to be very honest with you, I don't want this to come across the wrong way, but I don't believe many things, most of the things that we encounter are complicated. I think they're really, I think they're really simple, but we complicate them because of how we're trying. And I think it's just basic fundamentals, you know, to be good at anything, you have to know basic fundamentals, but keeping it simple for people. I'm I'm glad you said that because you are so right. (laughs) Yep. We get in our own ways so often. I can think of just this past week, many times where I've gotten in my own way <laughs> and overcomplicated yeah. something where it just wasn't necessary. So I would love to hear a little bit more, Tony, about how you maintain your networking relationships. So once you've made that connection, how do you keep it going? Well, I'm going to talk to this, but it's not like I've been excellent at this over the course <laughs> of the years that I've been doing this. But one of the things that I try to do is to reach out to people just because. Mm. Okay. Just because, well, what do you mean? Just because, just because it's like, I hate it in myself when I call someone and I realize that the last time I talked to this person was when I needed something. And it makes me almost feel cheap sometimes when I do that, because I'm thinking, I really do like this person. Like I really do enjoy the conversations, but what happens is We get so busy in our lives with Mm -hmm. family and then you get into business and you're constantly driving new sales and you're putting out fires with current customers and you're dealing with your boss and you're dealing with your team and you're dealing with all this stuff. And then you stop one day and you realize I haven't talked to this school in a year. And so what I would say when you're looking at maintaining those networking relationships is just reaching out because, hey, Raquel. Hey, Rachel. How you doing? Great. What's up, Tony? Nothing. I just I just <laughs> called because I wanted to see how you guys were doing. It's been a while since we spoke. And I believe that goes so far with people. I think they probably go in shock because they can actually believe that you've made that call or you've reached out to them. But that person feels so valuable that you have taken time out of your day to just kind of reach out and touch them during the portion of your day to make them feel like you care and like they're valued and they're more than just a customer. And that is so true that these people that you deal with on a daily basis, I know it's difficult and it does take effort, but they need to be made to feel like they are more than just someone that we need to drive revenue our company. That is so true. So true. Yeah. I think that stems along the lines of being genuine for sure. Yeah. So we all know that we're in the middle of a pandemic. Tony, how do you continue to network and build your relationships while we have to, you know, maintain a social distance and, you know, limit traveling? But I'll tell you, this is, um, this is a very difficult question because I have a, a team of people now that that, that I am um, their manager, and we talk about this a lot. And I know the other teams talk about this a lot too, because when you're used to going out like this time of the year, every year, I'm never at home during this time of the year. I mean, this this is go time for us. And from about now, I mean, hard up to December, when the people start taking breaks, you are just on the road. You are constantly connecting, going into cities, 
dropping by schools and doing all these things. And now it's basically taken away. Well, I mean, there's people that are not getting appointments. They don't, they want to do Zooms or they want to do like WebExes. So what I would encourage anyone to do in, in this, and now I'm not working with schools, so I'm not reaching out to schools much, but I'll tell you this, like right now I would be working with my team and I would be out on the road with my team, but I'm not. So I'm constantly in contact with them by phone. We have team meetings. We, we are, I want to stay connected to them because you can get lost very quickly in the kind of world we're living in right now, if you're not careful. And I would say, if your job is a day-to-day salesperson or you're big into networking, again, you're emailing, you're calling, handwritten notes. You know, I'm, I think handwritten notes, my wife was talking to me about this this past weekend, telling me I need to do some of that. And, and I, my, my handwriting is horrible, so I hate to write handwritten notes. I think, dude, are you a third grader? Because that's about what it looks like your, hand, your handwriting is. But I think just, again, keeping this top of mind mm-hmm. that, you know what? Yes, they're going through some really tough times too, these people that you're networking with. But it's really interesting when you connect with them, they're really craving uh, to be social as well. They're not talking to as many people. And a lot of people crave that. Now, some people, they can sit in their office forever and never talk to anyone and they would be fine. But I don't think most people are like that. And the people that we deal with on a day-to-day basis, they're not like that. So just finding ways to connect with them and keeping that top of mind I would, is, is a must right now as we kind of navigate our way through this. Definitely. I feel like there are two key themes behind what you were just talking about. The first one is be intentional. Set aside that time to intentionally identify those people that you want to stay in contact with or you want to initiate contact with. And then that's the next key theme that I heard when you were talking was you need to be an initiator. So you can't just sit back and wait for people to initiate with you. If you want to get out there and build your network and build your relationships, you have to become an initiator. Yeah, exactly right. Because they're not going to, I mean, some people may come to you, mm-hmm. but most people are not. You're going to have to go to them and and uh, let them know what you're doing, creating that relationship. It is more difficult, but I believe it still can be done. I, I can't agree with you more. Tony, this has been a really great conversation, and I would love if you are able if you could bring this down or break this down to one key takeaway for our listeners on the topic of networking, what would you want people to walk away from this podcast episode with? Well, you know, again, I'll probably repeat some things that I've said, but I would think as, as I was kind of thinking about this and what it means to me, it really has been a great exercise for me to really evaluate this whole thing of networking. And if I had to break it down to one thing is this, uh, just be real, just be real in everything you do be yourself. Don't try to be someone else. I remember years ago when I first started working with facts, we would have a guy, they're no longer with a company, but we, we would have someone stand up in meetings and they would do sample, they would do presentations, basically showing us this is the way you need to do your presentation. Mm-hmm. Well, that was all great. Guess what? I wasn't that person. Mm-hmm. So trying to take that, what, what, what he was saying, there's there's nothing wrong saying, hey, listen to what I'm saying. Take this and, and put it into your own words. But I could not be that person. No one can be Tony Walker. No one else can be Raquel Roberts. No one else can be Rachel Edwards. We are all individuals and we operate 
with my who we are. And so if I'm talking with someone or I'm coaching someone or talking to my team members about going out and doing what we're talking about today, I'm just saying, be real. And as I stated earlier, ask yourself, what's the purpose of what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Is this is this kind of self-serving what I'm doing? Because we need to be careful. It's not self-serving. Because as you said earlier, I wrote something down as I was thinking about this. I said, is the networking so you can get something from it mm-hmm. or is the networking so you can give something from it? Is it is it about getting or is it about giving? And to me, it's always been, it's probably because of the way I was raised and, and my dad just, I worked for him for a lot of years and I saw him model this for me for so much. He gave so much to other people and he would always give, never expecting anything in return. And that's the way I believe networking is we have so many valuable tools within our company that we can help. We can actually salvage schools and organizations by the tools that we have. But in the process of doing that, what is your motivation behind it? So that's what I try to keep top of mind. I love that. It feels counterintuitive to human nature, but I find that a lot of things when you flip them (laughs) and go against your your human nature, that's when you really find that breakthrough. So uh, Tony, this has been such an excellent conversation on this topic of networking. Thank you so much for sitting down with Raquel and I and just sharing what's on your mind about this difficult topic for a lot of people. Um, I think our listeners will really appreciate it. Yes, thank you. You're more than welcome. Thank you, ladies.